reading this morning comes from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25. Before we read Scripture, let's pray. You come to us in unexpected ways, O God. Surprise us again this day. May we be open to your good news, and may we respond with gratitude. Amen. Let's listen for what the Spirit is saying to us today. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And He will put the sheep at His right hand and the goats at the left. And then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you all probably regret sitting on this side of the room today, don't you? Say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me naked and you did not give me clothing sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Once upon a time, there was a peasant woman, and a very wicked woman she was. She died and did not leave behind a single good deed. The devils caught her and plunged her into the lake of fire. This is a parable from Dostoevsky, by the way. So the woman's guardian angel stood and wondered what good deed of hers he could remember to tell to God. Uh, She once pulled an onion in her garden, said he, and gave it to a beggar woman. And God answered, you take that onion then, hold it out to her in the lake, and let her take hold and be pulled out. If you can pull her out of the lake, let her come to paradise. But if the onion breaks, then the woman must stay where she is. The angel ran to the woman and held the onion out to her. Come, said he, catch hold and I'll pull you out. And he began cautiously pulling her out. And he had just pulled her right out when the other sinners in the lake, seeing how she was being drawn out, began to catch hold of her so as to be pulled out with her. But she was a very wicked woman. 
And she began kicking them. I'm to be pulled out, not you. It's my onion, not yours. And as soon as she said that, the onion broke. And the woman fell into the lake of fire, and she is there to this day. Now, isn't that an uplifting story? <laughs> Notice the onion didn't break when all the other sinners grabbed hold. The grace of that one act of kindness was enough to lift them all. No, it only broke when the woman refused to share. It only broke when she refused to see the other sinners, to see that they were suffering just as she was, to see that they needed grace just as she did, to see that her salvation and their salvation were tied together. Today is Christ the King Sunday, and on this day we're invited to reflect on what the reign of Christ means and, and what it should look like. Christ's reign looks nothing like the kings of this world. The Bible makes that clear. So what does it look like? Well, I suggest it has something to do with seeing. Go all the way back to the story of the Exodus. The text says that God sees the suffering of the people of Israel and so mobilizes Moses and the forces of creation all to liberate them from bondage. The memory of the exodus lingered. The people knew what it was like to be slaves, to be vulnerable, to be at risk. And they also knew what it was like to be seen, to be saved. So they ordered their lives and their laws so that no one would be left behind, so that no one would fall through the cracks, so that no one would go unseen. Read through the Bible sometime, the Old Testament, the law of Moses. Farmers were required to leave a portion of their crop unharvested so that the poor could find something to eat. The people were commanded to rest on the Sabbath day and to provide Sabbath rest for their workers and their animals. Loans had to be forgiven every seven years, wiping the slate clean so that no one would become ensnared in debt forever. The constant refrain of the prophets to care for widows and orphans and strangers is a reminder to care for people with no standing, people who might be invisible. All this in response to the God of the Exodus, the God who sees. I think this text from Matthew, the parable of the sheep and the goats, is another chapter in this story. Now, have you been sitting here this whole time wondering whether you're a sheep or a goat? Well, that's an important question, and I'm happy to help you answer it. Have you ever, even just one time in your life, done what Jesus says in this story and fed a hungry person or given someone something to drink or welcomed a stranger or clothed a naked person or taken care of a sick person or visited someone in prison? I suspect everyone in this room can say that they have, and that's good news because that means we're all sheep. However, have you ever, even just one time in your life, walked by a hungry person or someone who's thirsty or not welcomed a stranger or not clothed a naked person or ignored a sick person or someone in prison. I suspect everyone here could say that they have. And that's bad news because that means we're all goats. The line 
between the sheep and the goats doesn't run between one group of people and another. It runs within people, within each of us. We're all good goats. We're all bad sheep. Did you notice the difference between the sheep and the goats in the story? It's not that the sheep believe all the right things or go to the right church or belong to the right party or pull for the right team and the goats don't. No, it's simply that the sheep see. When they encounter someone who's hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, they see them. And in that seeing, they are compelled to respond, not to win the king's favor, not because the king tells them to, but simply because they see the other person, not just with their eyes, but with their hearts, and they respond with compassion. The goats, the goats do the opposite. They look away, not because they're evil or cold-hearted, but because maybe just to protect themselves, they don't see They turn their head, they close their eyes, they close their hearts. And the great surprise of this story is when the sheep and the goats learn that the king himself sees all those people he calls the least of these. And the king is judging the sheep and the goats. Listen to this. The king is judging the sheep and the goats not based on whether they see him, but based on whether they see them, the least of these. Now, let's be honest with one another. This kind of seeing is really hard. I remember a few years ago, I was sitting at a stoplight in Atlanta. My daughter, Ella, was in the back seat, and a woman came to the window asking for change. And I had noticed this woman before. She'd been working this corner for a while now, and she was pretty haggard and stretched thin and clearly living a hard life food and housing were insecure. There were hints of substance abuse. I fully intended to keep the window up and my eyes straight ahead. And then maybe later I would try to explain to Ella the complexities of the situation, all about toxic charity and all of that. But Ella saw her. I mean, Ella really saw her. And she said, Dad, we have to help her. She looked so sad. And she said it with such earnestness, such purity, I couldn't say no. So we stopped and picked up some food and walked it over to her. We ate lunch with her and talked for a while. She told us bits of her story. She asked Ella about school and sports and boys. And as we got up to leave, she told Ella to stay in school so that Ella wouldn't end up like her. And we got back in the car, and Ella started to cry. It had broken her heart. But it broke my heart even more, because Ella had seen this woman, really seen her, and I had not. This kind of seeing is not easy. Seeing another person, we all know this, it's a risk. It can break your heart. It can change your mind. It can turn your life upside down and inside out. Seeing is hard. The good news is we don't have to do it alone. I don't know if you noticed in our scripture reading today, both the sheep and the goats talk in the plural. We practice seeing together as a community. 
There are days when I can't be a sheep, days when I can't see with my heart, but I know that many of you are out there seeing for me. We all have goat days now and then, days when we just need to shut down. But then there will be days when others will rely on us to see. We can do things together that we can't do alone. The other piece of good news is this, that in the midst of all our attempts to see, we have already been seen. We have been seen by the God who long ago saw the people suffering in Egypt and set them free. We have been seen too. We have been set free. We have been accepted and loved and forgiven. And we have been empowered to go out and see and care for others. So, my fellow good goats and bad sheep, let us not lose heart. There is enough grace in one act of kindness to redeem the whole world, knowing that we are not alone, knowing that we are already accepted and loved and forgiven. Let us go out and see. Let us practice the reign of Christ. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen.